Hello and welcome to Funny Science Fiction, the live edition. That's right. Funny Science Fiction, the live edition, the podcast that made Ultron hate humanity. <laughs> After all of two minutes, found our podcast and decided it was time to call it a day. Time to end it all. So, yeah, that happened. And there goes the multiverse. There goes the multiverse. That's right. I'm sure, though, that in another version of the world, there is a variant of our podcast that's actually good. <laughs> you know, I'm not so sure of that. No. <laughs> Well, I mean, come on. There's enough infinity alter un alternate universes. Eventually, one of us has to be good. Eventually. So, yeah. Well, there's always that, I, I suppose. Now, also before we get in, before we get into anything else tonight, uh, if you watched last week's episode, uh, you're <clears throat> aware that Nick felt he unlocked his inner geisha. Um, no, which... this is my my um, alternate my. Other universe. This is so. your variant. This is our My variant. variant, Nick. <laughs> yeah, I think this is just an outward expression of his geisha. But here it goes. <laughs> Such a beautiful dancer. <laughs> oh, oh and John's watching. <laughs> Uh, a and variant show where Kathleen and Tim have mustaches and Nick does not. We can make that happen. We could do that one night. I can. Yeah, there's. Um, just we can just do it with you know. I mean, if he can be a geisha with reface, why can't you do something with a mustache True. and reface? I mean, it's it's a distinct possibility. And before we get into tonight's show, we want to say thank you to our show partners, River City Tees and Level Up Lifestyle. All right, and let's roll that nerd footage. I also want to point out how quickly he's trying to get away from all this. Right? He's, like, he's like, no, no, I brought this it up. It's supposed let's... to go to YouTube and nobody else. That's right. <laughs> no, now it's going to YouTube. YouTube. That's right. Here we go. With over 700 designs to choose from, River City Tees has something for everyone. Need some new nerd merch? River City Tees has you covered. Need funny or sarcastic designs? River City Tees has you covered. Are you looking for a new logo or custom design? Whether you need one or 100, River City Tees has you covered. With multiple colors and options for each and every design. With things to choose from like shirts, hoodies, phone cases, coffee mugs, and so much more. Be sure to follow River City Tees on Facebook and Instagram. If you do, you'll get the latest on designs and information about upcoming sales. River City Tees. Let's make a shirt together. All right. That was River City Tees. Next up, level up lightsabers. Also, oh, there it is. Nick showing it off the level up lightsaber. That's all right. I'm not, not jealous. Alan, Nick's dad, would like to say, <laughs> I am sad for the traditions of the Japanese people. And on behalf of the funny science fiction, I apologize to all of you. That's probably a, an <laughs> apology probably a we should have. We, that's probably an apology we should have levied out there before we, we showed the video. <laughs> but, but one more thing, and speaking of Nick's dad, uh, Nick's dad, uh, who uses the pen name Drayton Allen, has a new book out. Please pay attention to the following promo. Introducing the new novel, Dances with Aliens, by Drayton Allen. Thomas, the last man on Earth, is stuck being a dog. Not a four-legged dog that goes woof, but a singing, dancing dog of the theme park variety. The theme park, where Thomas has worked for years, is now overrun with alien kids begging him to perform dances and do tricks. But how could this have happened? Is humanity really gone? How does an intelligent race of aliens develop the technology to travel the cosmos, invade and conquer Earth, yet not recognize a guy in a dog suit? Available at DraytonAllen.com 
All right. And links for River CDTs and Love Love Lightsabers will be in the comment section below. And I'm guessing also to DraytonAlan.com for Dances with Aliens. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be available at Amazon and things like that as well. And of course, we can't ignore John's comment that Darth Stockbridge rules over the mid-rim sector of Michigan. <laughs> are we calling your dad Darth Stockbridge now? Because if we are, I think... Or is Nick Darth Stockbridge because he had the red lightsaber tonight? Ooh, well, either way. <laughs> either way. And tonight, we welcome back to the show Will Wine from the Stuck in My Mind. Welcome, Wise. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. Glad to have you, buddy. All right. And new to the insanity, we also welcome actor and rapper Jarrell Pyro Johnson. What's up, Pyro? Welcome, buddy. Hi, I feel insane right now. <laughs> <laughs> you will be questioning your life choices at the end of the hour. All right, Wise. Wise, tell everybody uh, about your show and where we can find you. Uh, the show's called Stuck in My Mind Podcast. Actually, uh, Pyro's going to be on there soon as well. Yeah, um, excellent. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's on, I'm on all major platform. I've actually started the last few episodes that I've been recording have been video, so now I'm transitioning to video as well. Excellent. But, uh, yeah, you'll find me on YouTube at Stuck in My Mind Podcast and on every major platform. All right. So, and... and uh... It's a really good show, guys. I, I'm i a subscriber. I strongly suggest you guys check it out. Uh, the cool thing about Wise's show is that he has just real regular conversations with people. And it's just, it's a little bit of everything. He talked, honestly, I don't think there's a topic he hasn't covered, really. But uh, you guys will like it. It'll be, it's a good show. Check it out. Um, and uh, Pyro, tell us about your music, your acting career, what you got going on here, and where people can look to find things from you at. Man, I have so much going on. It's overwhelming me. Um, sometimes I need to update my own self on what's going on. Um, I, I just released an album October 1st, which was also my birthday. Um, um, it's called Life is a Musical. It can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon Music, all the musics. And um, acting wise, I'm, I'm just doing some stuff that I can't tell. But it's, 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 it's geeky and nerdy related for Woo! sure. And in 2022 <laughs> is what I can say. You all will be very stoked. I I won't say anything. I will just say his IMDb profile is really Oh! <laughs> See, you're not technically breaking the non-disclosure agreements then. You, you said nothing. I said it was cool. That's all I said. He's got and some cool stuff on there. all we're to say to people is check out his IMDb because then we're not responsible for breaking the non-disclosure agreement either. Not at all. <laughs> Please don't sue us. We don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> Hey all, hey, all nerds and geeks have money. They will not believe that. <laughs> I have a three-year-old. I have no money. So links for, and by the way, guys, links for River City Tees and Level Up Lightsabers are in the comments. If you guys are interested in checking out the t-shirts or the, uh, the those lightsabers, check them out there, and uh, you guys can get any of that. Um, no, John. No. Um we're not going to read all that comment because John, no negatory. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we're really excited to have both of these guys here. Uh, they've got some cool stuff going on. Make sure you get out there and show them some love. Give them some follows. Give give Pyro some listens on his music and uh, make sure you sub to what Wise has got going on as well. Uh, you guys aren't going to want to miss what he's got, what he's got coming up. And I'm sure he's got some uh, not just Pyro going to be on his show, but he's got some other good, some good stuff coming out there, too. So let's talk about what we're here to talk about tonight. So it took us almost nine minutes to get here, but we got here and we're finally here. All right. So uh, we kind of we've kind of touched on this topic before, and it's kind of a cool topic because there's in the sci-fi world and superhero world and the fantasy worlds, wherever uh, there are so many secondary and third level characters out there who are cool and who have the opportunity uh, to get more exposure. And so the cool thing, this is a topic that we can revisit from time to time and have some really fun conversations with. So we're really excited to have uh, these guys on tonight. So we're going to talk about each of us have picked two characters that we think should be given their own spinoff uh, show or movie, something that develops them as a character, shows off more of who and 
and, and what they are. Now, some of these will be from the science fiction realms. Some of them will be from superhero movies, maybe fantasy or, or other locations. Uh, so uh, if you like what we've picked, tell us in the comments. If you didn't like what we picked, tell us in the comments. If you have somebody else that you think we should have picked that between the five of us and our 10 picks that we missed, tell us in the comments. If you're catching on, we want you to interact with us. Talk to us in the comments. So uh, we'll have some fun uh, with that as well. So uh, to make sure that uh, uh, Pyro and, and Wise are, are know the, the routine here, we're going to have Nick. We're going to trot Nick out here first and, and bake him our sacrificial lamb. Uh, so, Nick, go ahead. Tell us uh, your first pick. So the first one that came to my mind uh, was a character from the, t the movie Inception. And I think Ariadne, the architect girl that they end up bringing on, I think she should continue the show. Because, um, I forget the main character's name, but he he's, he's done. But I think Ariadne still has a lot of exploring that he can do with this and like the architecture and stuff like that, I think it would be something her character would continue wanting to do. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember who played Ariadne. Um, oh, so, uh, Elliot Page. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that was a pretty cool character. Mm -hmm. And All then right. for my second pick. I was thinking we always see Star Trek from the Federation aspect. I think it would be cool to take Star Trek from like the Klingons or Romulans or some other race or the Ferengi. And like, I think the Ferengi would make an interesting comment, but uh, just take Star Trek from like one of their races and how they end up getting to space and like their exploration kind of thing. And yeah, just kind of explore their cultures a little. Okay. So how does the, how does the Federation affect them from the Klingon view or the, or the Ferengi view? Or it could even be before the Federation even existed. Um, we like, I don't know. We don't know that. Aspect. Right. <laughs> You know, it's right. funny. I had actually thought about using Quark. I thought having extra storyline about Quark would be fun. Isn't that a show called like it would be like a show like Cheers? Big Quark, right? I think that would be great. <laughs> a Quark version of Cheers. That would be. John agrees. He says Quark Acquisitions Incorporated, a series. I feel like they tried to do that slightly um, with um, Vulcans, but I mean, I feel like they could have just expended it more. Um, instead of just focusing only on Spock, you know, that would have been like really cool. So I, I like that idea because I mean, you know, when you look at Star Wars, you always look at the both sides. Why don't we ever look at both sides from um, the Federation versus right. you know all the other races? I mean, I like what they're doing on Hulu with the little um, the under the cartoon animated with the oh under. the lower lower decks. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but it would be really cool, like even if they made it like an animation or some kind of side. I think sure. Yeah, because I, I think, you know, like you said, they, they did it a little bit with, with uh, Spock and the Vulcan race and a little bit from, from that aspect. And they've kind of always done that with, with the Vulcans because of the inclusion of Spock and, and his, his importance to the storyline. But I think that it would be, like you said, it'd be really cool to see some of these, uh, some of these other uh, races and, and, and characters kind of fleshed out a little bit. Uh, and I... Mm. Uh, so Travis Foley says, I know it's not sci-fi, but with the new movie out, uh, Naomi Harris is money penny, uh, from James mm -hmm. Bond. I, you know, I still say James Bond is sci-fi. That's, he's got, a, he, he's got enough gadgets, man. I'll call him sci-fi. Especially. Yeah. I definitely agree. Yeah. yeah. So. And they, they did do that with the, uh, the Klingons a little bit too. And they, like they, yeah. they would explore Worf a little bit, but. I still think from not the Federation point of view, just take it somewhere else. Well, I think there's a lot of character growth that you can take when you take them outside of this one small box. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And uh, let's see. Uh, Alan says the Andorians need to be explored. So, um, 
Okay. That would so, actually be cool. I, I, I think that would be a really dope idea. I'm surprised they haven't thought of that, actually. It's really weird. So, yeah, I think that, you know, that's one of the things that one of the things I love about science fiction is that there's so many and superhero stuff is that there's so many areas and directions that you can take this stuff and you can get all these really cool stories. That It's really limitless what you can do. The only limit is what you're putting on, you know, as far as what you see coming out of it. So, all right. So, um I can't pronounce the person, but the person from uh, Inception and the Klingons. All right. So I think those are, what was it, Ariadne? Is that how you pronounce it? I think so, yeah. We'll go with that. Okay. Let's go with Ariadne. Um, which, by the way, if you if you do Google search that, there's a Greek mythology tie in there somewhere. So I want to, I'm going to need to go back and check that out and see what the, you know, what the tie in is, why they named the person from the movie Inception Ariadne. Is it because of the Greek mythology or is it just a happy coincidence? So, all right. Very good. All right, Kathleen, give us your first pick. All right. My first pick is the 11th Doctor's first companion, Amy Pond. I feel like there's a lot of story we could have had with Amy that would have been interesting. Um, her, her adventures with the Doctor are very cool. But... The the way her storyline ends also leaves a lot of time that she could have been doing cool things because the angels send her back to 1938. Double checking. Yeah, 1938. And she lives out the rest of her life, potentially living through World War II again, where she had already met Winston Churchill once. I feel like there could have been so much stuff that she would have had from her existence with the doctor, her living a hundred years before she was alive then that she could have helped create a New York version of Torchwood. She could have created units. She could have helped prepare the United States for the eventual aliens because aliens don't always only happen in London. Just mostly. Not according to Dr. Who. <laughs> I said mostly. There's and aliens in Utah too. I had I had to go look it up because I'm not the as you may have already uh, known. I'm not the biggest Whovian. I had to figure out who Amy Pond was. Uh, but since now that I know that it's Karen Gillian's character, yes, please more. Right. Um, Nobody's ever going to argue with more Karen Gillian. So no. Um, and uh, Alan just wanted to remind us that uh, he picked Andorians because blue people are popular in movies ever since Avatar. He's technically he's not wrong. That's the thing. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> he, he he ain't wrong. Uh, and uh, John agrees that uh, he will watch anything that Karen Gillian is in. So, yes, please. So, all right, cool, cool. All right, uh, Kathleen, what's your second pick? Okay, the second pick is where things get a little weird. I like weird. Weird's good. Cause it, it was kind of a toss up. It's kind of a toss up, but the general concept is Sal from Birds of Prey. The guy who makes Harley Quinn's bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because they're on a first-name basis. He's got to know all of the insanity that happens in Gotham. Restaurant owners, bar owners know the dirt. And I feel like there could be a lot of really fun stories from his side, from his side of things. But I also was looking at the guy who owns the shawarma restaurants, shawarma <laughs> restaurant uh, in Avengers. Oh, on the the post credit scene. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Alien battle in front of your in front of your store. That would be but then I was also thinking just that general like any of those those background characters. <laughs> like, can you imagine? A, a TV short from sanitation worker number four who everybody else is like, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. And he's like, no, not again. I'm going to have to clean up after him. Because nobody ever thinks about the collateral damage of superheroes. Right. Except for the ones who have to clean up their mess. Exactly. Well, and that's why Alan says that Cheers needs to be set in Gotham. Yeah, you see what happens when people clean up uh, superheroes' mess. 
Right. Right. <laughs> I think it would be hilarious because you have the people who are like, yay, superheroes, superheroes. I'm so excited. You're going to come save us. And it's like, no, you just made my life four times harder. I now have to work overtime because you destroyed a freaking building and didn't even go back to apologize. Well, they kind of they kind of allude to that in uh, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, in the beginning there, with you know, they're they're doing all the cleanup, and I mean, it's kind of alluded to there, but it's not really like really dove into. But right. you know, uh, <laughs> John. So custodians of the cosmos, but with the Avengers <laughs> instead of Starfleet. <laughs> Alan, sure. I do believe you have your sequel. <laughs> but I mean, I just think it would be funny if like the. The construction workers who have to fix the highway after Deadpool has all of the people crash on the highway and the bullet holes and the blood stains all over the billboards. And it's like, they, there's people who have to clean this mess up afterward. I want to yeah, hear the crap they say really, about superheroes. That would be really cool. I'm, I'm thinking like they, it's kind of like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but not as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's mm-hmm. normal people. Right. That's <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> Regular people with a strong recommendations for like Angie's List or something, you know. Uh, yeah, I want the, the the random house cleaner who gets the call from Shield with the, "Hey, so we need you to come help clean blood stains out of the carpet." It's like, seriously. Again? I do believe. <laughs> is that what the MIB is for? Like they're yeah, exactly the cleanup crew. Yeah, That's cleanup crew. Both, you know, f- of physical things on the ground and your memories. Because, um, you know. I mean, like, in in The Boys, you kind of get that a little bit with, like, the way that Vought has the the apology forms and paying people <laughs> off to not be like, you killed my girlfriend. No. Killing your girlfriend and taking a $45,000 check is not going to make it better. But it's right. that sort of, like... I want the the other side of the shiny superheroes. The true, the true underdogs, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so the I'm gonna has to rebuild the parking garage. I'm gonna bring this back up on the screen, but Alan said that Sam from Cheers needs to be the bartender, and but as a washed up superhero, I'll make one uh, addendum to that. I want old man Bruce Wayne, retired Bruce Wayne, to be like, you know what, screw <laughs> yes. it, I'm starting a bar. And then have all the old evil guys come in and he's serving them drinks and they're talking about the, you know, the, the glory days uh, <laughs> when they didn't kill each other. They just beat the crap out of one another. <laughs> but none so of them know that he was Batman. So they're still telling him all these right. stories about right, Batman. Right. You know. Old Man uh, Beast was a monster. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Especially in uh, Batman Beyond. Yes. Absolutely. So. All right. I, I actually like the idea of the the shawarma guy, the sanitation worker, because uh, one of my picks may was going to be, and I, I scrapped it and I picked somebody else. But one of my picks was going to be Jimmy Olsen from Superman, mm. uh, because I would thought, you know, how cool would it be to see that story told from Jimmy Olsen's point of view? Uh, here's Superman. Here's Lois Lane. You know, he doesn't really have a clue who you know that that Clark Kent is. You know, Superman. Because he haven't figured out that you know that just the hair got flipped to one of the other side and the glasses got taken off. Um, Don't they, they kind of do that in Lois and Clark the, from the nineties? I think it was. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I never really watched it all that much because I didn't think that Dean Cain was that good of a Superman. Oh, Dean Cain. Yeah, I think they did that. I I sort of remember that happening. That'd be cool though. I mean, you know, be seeing that being told from that. I think from that perspective. Um, you know, from, you know, the, from the underside of the story, instead of being in the story, being told from outside the perspective of the story and, you know, always be having to be there and be rescued by Superman because he was nearby taking pictures for Lois and everybody mm-hmm. always tries to kill Lois apparently. So, you know, you know, or him, you know, I having kinda, to go to counseling to deal with the PTSD. I kind of like, like um, enjoyed how, what they did with uh, Jimmy Olsen on Supergirl actually though, when they made him um, the guardian, was it? Yeah, um, yeah, gave him the ability to be a, a little bit of a butt kicker instead of getting getting his butt kicked. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, that's. I feel like they kind of did that with uh with uh, Trevor Mandalorian Trevor. Like I liked how they he was they showed like from his point of view, you know, the one shot. 
Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. So mm-hmm. I mean, they did more of that with that. I think that'll be really amazing. Like with Jimmy, yeah. that would be so cool. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, Wise, you are up. Who's your first pick? Uh, Hit Girl from Kick-Ass. Uh, All right. What'd you like about her, and why you why'd you want her to, to get more time? Oh my God! Everything about her, man. She just she just she just stole the movie, man. She was just she was just vicious, man. <laughs> vicious Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> she is a tiny little ball of hate, that's for sure. Uh, all right. Cool. Um, am I? Am I? And the second one was isn't really much sci-fi, but I guess the show the characters they all enjoyed Star Wars and they're a bunch of geeks and nerds. Uh right. was Fez from that '70s show? <laughs> I love Fez. <laughs> See, so originally when you sent me over Fez, I was, I was gonna be like, "No, nah, come on, man, that's not sci-fi." And then I'm like, hmm, "But it's Fez," uh, so I let it go because I'm like, "Because it's Fez, man." Yeah. And apparently, Eric and Donna named their daughter Leia. Really? Okay. <laughs> wow. Sorry, Netflix just, well, they got, just announced that they're doing they, that '90s show. Yeah, the '90s show. The '90s show with uh, Red and um, Red and Kitty and oh, their man. granddaughter Leia. Yeah. <laughs> really? Okay. We're gonna see there's if it's all, as big of a trainer because that '80s show was. There's there's gonna be a whole <laughs> new crew of, of dumbasses. Oh, all right, <laughs> looking forward to it. <laughs> Is any of the original, like you said, it's just uh, it's like uh, it's gonna be red and I'm okay. in the mom, yeah. Red and Kitty are the only ones that have confirmed what? from yeah. the original that are coming back. Wow, I'm not another Fuller House, I hope not. Jesus, I hope not, but no, hopefully, they can do it better than that. But uh, you know, I mean, I loved Fuller House because of the nostalgia aspect of it because I am a right. 90s kid, right? But at the same time, yeah, I didn't need every time one of the original cast members walked on screen for everybody to clap. <laughs> the, the slow motion clap of yay nostalgia although the fourth wall breaks of calling out mary kate and ashley olsen were beautiful yes perfect i'm gonna take your word for it because i watched um this many episodes and went never again <laughs> i couldn't do it and i used to watch full house all the time as a kid so i mean it wasn't like yeah, I, was I don't like, think oh, i don't I think i got through a whole episode either yeah, I tried. It's just I not really the same did. with it's just not the same with Uncle Jesse and 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 exactly. this and yeah. and Danny and all of them. So yeah, yeah, and I I understand. I appreciate what they are trying to do, and I, I think for the most part they they accomplished it. They got mm-hmm. the the you know the the right people in the right places, and it was a very successful show for Netflix. But right, um, and I think having Jody Sweeten and Candace Cameron Burr come back was really cool. But at the same time, it was the do we really need this? Right. So the the hockey fan yeah. in me needs to correct the pronunciation of um, the, it's beret, but you know, just depends on who you ask. <clears throat> beret. She anyway, says it both ways. <laughs> Her husband beret. only says it one way, but she says it both ways. Well, uh, we're gonna go by the husband's pronunciation because he's the Russian. So anyway, argue uh... <laughs> with the Russians. All right, John says Fuller House was awesome. I might rewatch it. Yeah. Anyway, so um, <laughs> he's got questionable life choices, Tim. I I know for for as many reasons as I love John, I go, there are many reasons why I go really that that's what we're doing with that. <laughs> questionable life choice number one over here, right? So yeah, no, I I honestly think that uh, no, Fez is a good choice. I think it'd be really cool to see what happened with him, you know, later on and. You know, if he ever became the ladies' man that he dreamt of becoming, and you know, and I also want a little backstory on him and what his real name is, <laughs> right? Because yeah, Fez is just an acronym for foreign exchange student. So, <laughs> where is he from? <laughs> I don't think it's. You know what? I don't think it's ever they, really they never said. said. I don't think they've ever said where he was from. No, no I don't think so. He's from Yada. From where? Yada. Yabba dabba do? Yada, Y A R A, a Spanish country from Far Cry. That's where he's from. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I thought he was I'm sitting here going, I don't think I've ever heard of that place. That can't be real, right? <laughs> okay. Well, we'll go with that. 
See, now right. that, so now I'm like, wait, no, I want to watch that '70s show again. <laughs> uh, '70s show is always a always worth a rewatch, in my opinion. That's a great show. Until Those the are, end, the end gets right. stupid. Yeah, but don't they all? They well, really do. The number of TV shows that should have ended the season before their final season. Well, yeah. So one of my biz- biggest examples of that is one of my all-time favorite shows. I, I love the show How I Met Your Mother. It has nothing to do with sci-fi here, except for they're all huge sci-fi fans too, uh, and Star Wars fans. But that should have ended in season eight. They, season nine was one long train wreck of a goodbye. Yes, agreed. Um, they could have easily wrapped up in, in season eight and gave the fans the ending they wanted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, or even the ending or even the ending they ended up with, they could have done that in season eight. But season nine was just one long, slow wave at the camera. Goodbye. We're leaving. Here's another drawn out episode. And I hate it. Hated, hated, hated that we had gone through all of those seasons and all of those stories for the kids to just be like, you're really caught up on Aunt Robin, aren't you? No. Maybe. This is not where this should have been going. Yeah, that was strange. We just spent the last eight seasons showing why she's wrong for you. Right. And we got like five episodes with the mother. I'm like, really? All (laughs) that so you could hit on Aunt Robin again? Right. So... But, you know, on the other hand, honestly, on the other hand, we spent eight seasons, well, seven seasons of him hitting on Robin. So, I mean, (laughs) you know, we really shouldn't have been all that surprised. He needs to take that blue French horn. Jason says, hello, Kathleen, Stash, Jarrell, and Wise. Oh, and Tim. And listen here. (laughs) Listen here, Taylor. If you're going to call me out, at least call me Tom. Get it right. Uh, Alan says he wants to see Jurassic well, he, Park from he, the viewpoint of intelligent dinosaurs uh, from Dinotopia. Wow. He did say he I was going to come that. stop by in the chat and um, harass you. Well, that's what he does. I'm used to it. Wow. <laughs> I'm just glad Jason's finally here. You know, you're only half an hour late. Jason. He's 32 minutes late, but yeah, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> but on the on the, on the flip side, I go on his show and give him crap. So it's it's all fair. You know, it's all fun and games. And, and then we go on other drives. people's shows together and give them all crap. That's right, and give or give each other crap live on the air. Hey, what's time? Uh, you know, that's right. You know what? If you can't, if you can't pick on your friends, who can you pick on? Right? Absolutely. Oh, look at the name drop. Interviewing Ooh. Tim Conway's daughter. He's like, yeah, look at him go. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll give you a pass this time. All right, Pyro, tell us your first pick. Who and why? Okay, my first pick is Hagrid. Um, everyone loves Hagrid. Come on. Like, Hagrid should have been, it, it, it should have happened before Fantastic Beasts, if you ask me. Um, they just do him so wrong, man. Like, the whole story between Tom Riddle, between even Dumbledore actually has his moments. Um, well, we know everyone else definitely does him wrong because Snape doesn't like anyone besides Harry Potter's mom. Um, but, <laughs> um, no, I think. How Hagrid, you doing? Yeah, right. <laughs> That would be awesome. I would like to see about his half brother. Um, that would be cool. And then also his, because uh, we don't really get that much. And also um, him growing up, you know, um, as a giant. And I mean, we might see some in that new Fantastic Beast, but I, I highly doubt it. And like we get a little snippet of a flashback when they say that he was the one who had opened the Chamber of Secrets before. But like, oh, there's so much more. Right. So I have to be honest with you. I have um, watched this much of Harry Potter in my life. So I haven't read the books. I haven't watched the movies. It just has never appealed to me. Um, But, you know, I've actually heard other people say that uh, uh, Hagrid was one of their their, uh, favorite characters in the show. And they wish that that he had gotten a little more story. You and Hagrid are actually a lot alike, Tim. Tim, fake nerd. <laughs> no, just real nerd with very selective tastes. <laughs> a very picky nerd. Also, the Jason last comment. I mean, if Harry Potter's mom was still alive, she would definitely be a gilf, not a milf now. Uh, <laughs> there's a cursed child out there. <laughs> no, but legitimately, Tim, you and Hagrid are a lot alike. He's he's big and cuddly, but he's also the person that the kids can go to because they trust. And he's also a giant animal lover, even if those animals are going to kill him. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. Other I was wondering where you were going with spiders. this. I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, I was too. I'm like, are you a janitor and do you like landscape? 
Uh, uh neither in <laughs> no negatory and negatory. Uh, that's a whole lot of no on both. No, he's of those. just. I, I can see Hagrid as like the the fantasy version of Tim. Tim <laughs> currently has his kids that come to him that trust him, and all of his crazy rambunctious pets. And Tim in the fantasy world would have all of his crazy rambunctious pets that would just happen to be hippogriffs and dragons and <laughs> not pipples and big ass tarantulas. You know. <laughs> 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 John Stupid loves his animals, spiders. especially next to the mashed potatoes. <sighs> no, 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 no. That's where I'd have to draw the line. There's nothing Ooh. with spiders. Uh, right, John, John said mashed potatoes, and now I'm realizing what I want for dinner tomorrow night. Sorry. Like, is there a mountain of mashed potatoes out there somewhere? Just there should is that be. where you're finding the animals. There should be on top <laughs> of mashed potatoes. Anyway, um, but yeah. I uh, I see a spider and I turn into like a 1930s gangster. You get to die, you die, your friends die, your cousins die, your family's dead. So Al Capone, huh? Whereas Hagrid, whereas Hagrid has befriended the six foot tall spiders that live in the woods. Not a ice cube's chance in Arizona. It's never happened. <laughs> never ever happening. Uh, man, uh, <laughs> Mandel, yeah. Alan says the Mandalorian as recounted by old Grogu. We'd have to hear Grogu say some words first. No, it's just all. It's He's just done all some really good grunting into our minds. <laughs> He's done some really good gruntings and pointings so far, but I'm I'm kind of curious if they're actually. I don't think we're going to speak. Uh, this is a tangent, by the way. I don't think we're going to see Grogu in season three of Mandalorian. I don't think you'll see him at all. Hmm. I think with him, uh, with Luke Skywalker picking him up and taking him away, I think that you'll. Uh, that that's gonna he'll come back for something else somewhere on down the line but i think if you see him it'll be in the ahsoka series i don't think it'll be a mandalorian i think it's gonna be like the season three finale where he like comes in and saves mando's butt with all of his new jedi training he's gonna walk in and be like what's up what's up daddy Let's no like this. mando's in the middle of a fight and all of a sudden the guy he's fighting is like floating in the air and under him you just see grogu What's up, Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. It could be a thing. So, All right. Tyra, who was your other guy? Yeah, who's your second pick, bud? So this one was a toss-up for me um, because I think they're hand-in-hand because they're going to have to be involved. But if I had to pick between the two, um, because of my favorite, I would say Gambit. Um, the other person is Rogue, if you didn't catch that. But... Um, Gambit for sure. Um, I just feel like they didn't they didn't give us just due. Um, Gambit is amazing. I mean, like Gambit's honestly, awesome. Like I, I mean, I don't know why. Like what's like if we did like a, I think they were supposed to do it, but it, it got the actor was terrible or something that they had to do it or something like that. But I mean, Gambit is amazing. And then you can introduce Rogue, and then you can also go into the psych psychonic uh, the um, psionic powers more so. Mm -hmm. And I feel like X-Men hasn't really focused that much. I mean, we had a little bit um, in Apocalypse, but it wasn't a lot where they right. could enhance it. And then Cable, I mean, they did Cable so wrong. Like, So I think Gambit would introduce a whole nother level of psionic abilities and just a whole nother power scale. See, I like the actor that they had for, for Gambit in the Wolverine movie. But yeah. like many other things in the Wolverine movie, it was horribly written and, and laid yeah. out. Right. Um, so there's an opportunity there. I would love to see Gambit on the big screen. I just, whatever gets him on the big screen, he should have his own movie or actually what I'd actually love to see from, for him is like a, a Marvel mini, the mini series that they do. Ooh, that'd be nice. I but think that'd be really cool because that would allow that story to get stretched out and actually have some explanations as to, uh, what's going on. But you know, that could be really cool with the vibe, the vampire curse. When he got mm -hmm. bit by the vampire, and then right. I can lead into Blade. Like it'll just be artistic. Yeah, there's so many ways that they could take <laughs> Gambit's story and 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 feed into other characters. Uh, uh, Jason Taylor says that uh, that's why we're boys because Gambit is the bomb. Uh, and uh, Alan says I'm in for uh, more X Men. Definitely, I, absolutely, we'll take them. Grogu was in episode eight. He was at Lux yeah. Academy. He was? Hmm. Seriously? I, I guess you'll just have to go and rewatch it. Man. I guess what I know what I'm watching tonight. We're going back to some uh, some Last oh. Jedi. That's going to happen. Huh. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, Justin K says, what fuels uh, dragons spewing? Do they fart the reverse way? <laughs> 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 yeah, you, you got me on that one, but I, I don't I don't know that I got an answer for you on that one. Oh, that's awesome. From what I understand, they do have a produces um, some sort of a liquid of sorts that allows them to but that's lighter. more like a drool, but not a fart, right? Because that's what he's asking. I, are these all dragons in general, or is this like based on a certain show or movie? Because I don't think Spyro would do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think I watched like a documentary. On, it was a, a mockumentary, I guess it was. It was like about mythical creatures and stuff. And I think they like broke it down, like what they would have. And, like what organs and glands they would have. So according to worldbuilding, worldbuilding.com, um, how would dragons be explained without magic? They have two sacs with holes that enter into their mouths. Inside one lives an organism like yeast, which produces ethanol, and the other one that lives bacteria that produce sulfuric acid. These two gases are allowed to mix inside of the dragon's mouth just before it breathes fire. That sounded all kinds of wrong. You said like what? <laughs> Check please. The all things right. that I Google search during our show. That's right. And Alan says it's a glandular condition for dragons. Uh, Jason disagrees that Pyro is a dragon, therefore he spits fire. Now Ooh. we go to the second part of that question. And see now, Jason, you're no longer boys. See what happened. <laughs> All right, and uh, John did say that uh, Gambit has such an amazing backstory, he could have multiple films of his own easily. And I highly, highly agree with that. Uh, so, very cool. So, I like your picks there, too. So, we got Haggard, we got we got Gambit, and we've got Laughter from Kathleen. Sorry, just because the... the internet says that dragons don't fart fire. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you guys talk about in your live show tonight? Uh, whether or not dragons fart fire. <laughs> Well, you know, the, if I um, episode of How to Train Your Dragon, maybe I would have learned that, I guess. And all of a sudden in my head, all I'm hearing is a parody song of the Metallica song, Fight Fire with Fire with Fart Fire with Fire. <laughs> Fart Fire with Fire. <laughs> and to the folks of Metallica, I am very sorry. So, uh, I, from what I'm understanding... Uh, why is it like I didn't sign up for fart jokes? <laughs> <laughs> From my understanding, the fire, the dragon's breathing fire is very similar to a, a venomous bite from any other reptile. Ah, okay. Huh. It's the same sort of concept, only with fire instead of venom. So their farts are apparently just farts. And, and just in case, I would just like to say thank you for leading us down this rabbit hole of, of dragon farts, <laughs> because we would not have had this without you. But the real question is, how do they taste? I'm gonna guess like a charcoaly finish. <laughs> you, you you'll know if a if a dragon farted and you walked in the room because you're like, I think it's charcoal. <laughs> everything's gonna be burnt. I didn't even know they had holes though. Yeah, there's that's a whole do other they, topic. They have to well, do the other yeah, bodily functions. I'm assuming. It, I'm assuming. If, <laughs> well, I'm saying. Well, in, in um, I guess right. whenever they showed scenes of dragons and they would show bones and stuff, so I guess they would digest them. I mean, they got okay. So, bear, according to Bear in the Big Blue House, which is a, a children's show from the '90s, <laughs> we all got to poop sometime. Okay, right? so so my problem with this is dragons are just giant reptiles. Have you seen reptilian poop? Can you imagine reptilian poop the size of your house? They taste like smoked gator if it was prepared with a bourbon marinade. <laughs> <laughs> That's my husband, right? <laughs> oh, God. And again, Justin, thank you. This is this is the rabbit hole we didn't know we needed. Uh, all right. Tim, all right. what are your, your choices here? Oh, but come on. Nick's like, nope, I will party poop all over this. We have 15 minutes, and we're going to (laughs) take 10 minutes talking about some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) 
I would love good. Maybe that's next week's topic. Next week we're going to talk all about about farts. We, all right, sci-fi okay, so farts. Not necessarily farts specifically, but the the biological comparative between real life and do the do the 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 like uh, the half android half human ones? Do they fart? Right. Which which part of them is human and which part of them is android? Do newborn baby centaurs run around like newborn horses do, but with flopping human newborn heads? <laughs> I feel like we just turned to Terrence and Phillips live or something. Like that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys ever see the uh, Rowan Atkins? That um... is a bad mental image. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, buddy. That's right, guys. <sighs> you guys ever see the Rowan Atkins uh, Doctor Who? that yes. he did. Well, they communicated through flashes, and there was a race of people who literally communicated that way. And that's how they communicated danger. Justin says, uh, <laughs> I once read a sci-fi story wherein astronauts discover an alien species and wonder why they don't have anuses. Turns out they are born with teleportation abilities. For their for their poop, I'm guessing. But where does it go? So do you where does the poo go? Teleported into another dimension and don't worry about it. I mean, is that like the so like what, the, the sci-fi version what of they, they, they teleport it out of the the intestines into another dimension? In, <laughs> or, or 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 across the room is that like the sci-fi version of cup of cheese? You know, just you know, throw in somebody's face. They pee through their finger, so I don't think that would. Oh, that's true. I'm uh, learning so much about this. <laughs> this. Okay, this has to be a topic now. We have to go through and talk about all of the ridiculous biological functions of sci-fi characters. Uh, Tim's like, and that's how we get our show canceled. Facebook user says, how did they find out? Seems like a very personal show and tell. <laughs> See, and now, like, the question of how do mermaids poop, and all I can think of is they're fish. So do they have the long stringy fish poop? <laughs> Probably. Maybe it comes off their fin. And this is why Ultron destroyed <laughs> Why did Ultron kill us? This episode right here, he went back in time, found this one. He <laughs> may have. He's like, this may is the crappiest episode ever. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Yeah, that was a bad dad joke. All right. So uh, my two picks. So my first one, uh, you see him a lot in Teen Titans. He was included in the Justice League. I would actually love to see Cyborg have his own show. Cyborg has uh, a, a tremendous amount of things that he could do, the stories that could be told about him, his backstory, uh, you know, show him being the, the you know, the, the, the high school star sports athlete, you know, growing up, being all these things, going through the process of, of becoming Cyborg and, you know, what his father had to do to try and save his life and all these different things and, and you know, where that goes and how he learned to use his abilities. That was somewhat shown in Justice League. Uh, showing a little bit more in the four-hour cut. Um, uh, they also showed some Smallville as well. Okay. Yeah, I didn't watch all of Smallville. I watched a lot of Smallville, but I think I might probably missed the portions. I it was gave, later on. Uh, I think I gave up later in in the series, uh, so I may have missed that. But he's also I was, in um, Doom Control, also though. Yeah, they had a little bit of it. Um, Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. They had a little bit of it. See, and I keep expecting for him to show up in the Teen Titans TV show. And I thought I saw, and I thought I saw like a, a poster with him included. And I was like, ooh, I was that kind of excited nice. for that. Uh, so that would be really nice. Yeah, I think so too. So he's got, he has so much. There's a tremendous upside to, to Cyborg's story. And, uh, you know, um, and, and I would love to see, honestly, uh, Ray Fisher play him again. Ray did a tremendous job awesome. uh, in in the movie, the justice league movie. And there's no reason why he shouldn't get his own spinoff show or movie from that. Uh, I think he could do a, a wonderful job. If, if after everything that happened, if he's interested in still playing the character, of course, that's, you know, there's, there's a lot of water under that bridge that has to be dealt with yet, unfortunately. Um, and my last pick um, is Mbaku from the black Panther. 
now, now, so here's the thing. Um, I, growing up, I always thought the Black Panther was really cool. I never really paid much attention to his, his backstory. I just knew that his powers, uh, what he could do was very compatible with, with Captain America. And they worked together a lot. And honestly, one of my favorite things um, was Marvel Ultimate Alliance, the video game, how Black Panther and, and Captain America could mesh their powers together for attacks and, and all these different things. Now, one of the things in the first Black Panther movie that's not really identified very well is uh, where M'Baku comes from. We just know that he's a part of a primitive tribe. We don't know what the white gorilla tribe is, where it comes from, why it got there, how he how he became this big hulking behemoth of a man, really, uh, because, you know, M'Baku is also called the man ape because he's so large uh, and also because how he got his powers. Um, so. Uh, you know, from having killed one of the white gorillas bathing in its blood, all these other different things. Uh, there's a, there's a really cool backstory there. And then that could be taken out, you know, and shown how he got to the point where he could challenge, uh, you know, T'Challa for the yeah. uh, for the crown. So th there's a lot there that that could be fleshed out and, and made into a, a miniseries could be uh, could be succinctly done, I think, in a movie. But. I think there's enough there that there with enough tie into other Marvel characters and other parts of the Marvel universe where that could be a, that could be a really cool show. And I think that that could be a really neat way of going about it in my opinion. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I'm going to say like, I love everything black Panther. I think it's the most amazing thing they've ever made. Um, um, I think they could do no wrong. Black Panther for life is perfect. It's beautiful. And I'm not just getting paid to say that. Um, but I would say that I, I don't like how they, Brought in, um, like you said, Mbaku up. They they could have, they could have made him more, uh, like you said, more comic based. I think his story alone is so amazing to the whole story of Black Panther. Mm -hmm. It just makes Black Panther that much more cooler. Absolutely. Based in the movie, it just seemed like he was just kind of like a just a, a stuck up person that just said, "Hey, it's not fair." But they don't really. It, right. It would be better. They, they should have did a little bit uh, the character creation and the costume, everything. Yeah, because in the first Black Panther movie, all you get is this is Mbaku. He wants mm -hmm. to be the he wants to be the king, and he's unhappy because he's not. Right. You don't know why he's why he's up off in the mountains. You know, scantily dressed in the middle of winter. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, but my dude does not have enough clothes on for winter. I'm just saying because uh, I got cold watching him. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of things there that could really be developed with an Mbaku storyline. Just like, and it's just like with the cyborg storyline. There's a there's so many things there where you can look at 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 their background and where they've gone or where they've been, where they're going, and it helps to to it, in Mbaku's story in particular, like you said, it helps develop the black story, the Black Panther storyline, and I think that that makes it it so so much better. Uh, real quick here, John Wass says my two picks are. Bomblerina because we need more Taylor Swift. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're taking that. We're taking that one off right off the. What was his other one though? Uh, Broom okay. Boy. Broom Boy from the Last Jedi, because he's got to have a great story going forward. Actually, I think he's. I think he does. I think that that would be a really cool thing to see because I, you know, at the end of the movie, he's he's pretty well inspired by by you know the resistance. So, and then Nathan says teenage Grogu. So, you know, with you know, like pimples and really Where mad at, at every Mandel. frog in sight. Didn't we, didn't we get that with Groot, though? Uh, I mean, we might not. Tis, right? Tis, tis, <laughs> oh, yeah. Teenage like. Groot. <laughs> Set a twigs on you. So. <laughs> Watch your mouth. Oh. That's right. That's right. All right, guys, we mentioned this once before, but just to be on the safe side, we're running out of time here. But uh, Wise, again, where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me at uh, Stuck in My Mind podcast on all major platforms: uh, Spotify, Apple, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora. Anywhere you can find um, podcasts, I'm probably more than likely on it. All right, cool beans. And Pyro, for you, where's where can people find look to find your music and stuff? Uh, under Jarrell Pyro Johnson, like it says in this link right there, the name. And um, it could be on every music thing that I said, besides the podcast things. So Spotify, Apple, iTunes, all the musics, and then or you could just Google that. Just it's so simple. Just go ahead and Google my name, and 
Everything's there. Well, I know that I found you on uh, on uh, Apple Music, so you're you're pretty easy to find. Uh, yeah, so. Napster. You can find me on Napster too. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as far as our show founder and, and uh, Facebook page group founder, Alan Stockbridge, you'll be able to find him at the Motor City Comic Con uh, Friday through Sunday, uh, October 15th through 17th. He'll have a booth there. You'll be able to find his new book, Dances with Aliens. And of course, uh, the book that started all of this for us, The Custodians of the Cosmos, where we talk about the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund uh, quite often because of that. All right. So where are we adding things here? Nick. Nick, it's up to you, buddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and as a reminder, last Friday we released our interview with Jeremy Roberts from Star Trek Voyager, as well as Deep Space Nine. And he was Lieutenant Commander Dimitri Valentine Valtaine. in Star Trek. Or Valtaine. In Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Check this out. Hi, I'm Jeremy Roberts, and welcome to a Funny Science Fiction Podcast. I just I don't love the, not this that, guy. Not this guy. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Although, if George Takei wants to be on our show, yes, please. Sign up. Let's do this. Yes. Uh, by the way, Jeremy has seen that preview. <laughs> he thinks it's hysterical. That's uh, fantastic. He thought it was and really good. If we do get George Takei, I'm going to point to Jeremy. <laughs> Not like, this guy. Oh, this guy. This we guy. got this one this time. <laughs> and two, uh, so I, I didn't realize it, but that picture of him sitting at the, the chair in front of the computers there is right before he gets blown up. <laughs> like he's like looking at the screen like, hi, I'm doing the stuff. And then <laughs> so. Anyway, and you can still find that episode of Funny Science Fiction on our YouTube channel and your favorite audio podcast providers. And remember, your subscription to our YouTube channel is a major help. So please don't forget to click like, subscribe, as you see in the banner down below, and as you watch our videos. Uh, right. And this week, we have an interview coming up with Clayton Sandell. Uh, you were part of a group that brought an amazing documentary. Documentary is called The Force of Sound. Hey, this is Clayton Sandell, and welcome to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. Short and sweet to the point. Uh, Clayton Sandell is a, uh, a news journalist uh, who might have one of the coolest jobs in broadcast news history. Uh, he's worked for ABC News. He works for uh, a company called Newsy Now. Uh, but he is the guy who's been known as the Star Wars guy at every job that he's had. So that's led him to exclude some, some really cool exclusive interviews, uh, pr movie premieres, things along those lines, but also exclusive visits to like Galaxy's Edge before it even opened. Uh, he got to go to Lucas Ranch, Lucas Films, uh, uh, ILM. Pretty great Harrison Ford story. Yes, he does. It's a fantastic. You'll have to check that out this Friday. Uh, and the cool thing is, so he does this documentary, as I mentioned there in, in that little preview snippet. Uh, his documentary is called uh, The Force of Sound. It's about 30 minutes long. Strongly recommend if you're a Star Wars fan, check it out. It came out at the same time as The Last Jedi. But what it does is it show how they collected the different sounds. If you wonder how, what the sound, uh, how they make the sound of BB-8 rolling, you'll find out. You want to find out how they got the sounds of BB-8 collecting coins or shooting coins? They'll show you in the documentary. It's and the fact really that Borgs really are just space chickens. Yeah, pretty much. It, yeah, not even pretty much. They are. <laughs> um, so it, it's really cool. Uh, strongly encourage you guys to check out the Forest of Sound. Uh, watch that before Friday, and then Friday morning uh, on YouTube or listen to it on your favorite audio podcast destination. You'll be able to uh, listen to. Um, uh, our interview with Clayton, really cool guy, super cool, down to earth, and just uh, a big, huge Star Wars fan. And uh, just one more time, one more quick reminder that this weekend, uh, Drayton Allen will be at the Motor City Comic Con. 
promoting his new book, Dances with Aliens. Strongly suggest you guys go down. If you're going to be in the Detroit City area and you're going to go to the Motor City Comic Con, you'll not only uh, be able to have lots of fun with all the guests they have there, but uh, stop by, say hi to Drayton, and uh, get some cool sci-fi nerd swag. Awesome. Well, that is our show. Our show. That's it. That's you that's guys survived. All you guys made it through. Uh, we made it through all the fart jokes. You have another hour worth of information to talk to your therapist about. There you go. So, wise Pyro, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. All right. Awesome. All right, Night guys. Everybody. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, guys. Next. Yeah. Tune in next Monday. Goodbye. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of Funny Science Fiction, we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on one of our future episodes, please contact us by means of our Facebook group, Funny Science Fiction. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram using the handle at Funny Sci-Fi, or you can go to DraytonAllen.com and click the contact me link at the bottom of the page. Thanks again. Hope you enjoyed the episode.